from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Thursday, April 1st. I'm Marco Werman. Funerals in Russia for victims of the Moscow metro attacks. Russia's president chose today to call for tougher anti-terrorism measures. Also, Iraqi refugees in the U.S. They're often highly educated, but working below their grade. The reality is they have to try to find work very, very quickly. So you have the unfortunate situation of skilled surgeons working, if they are working at all, at a fast food restaurant. Plus, London's version of the Eiffel Tower, if it looked like a water pipe. Now this news. BBC News with Neil Nunes. All but one of the main opposition parties in Sudan have told the BBC they are withdrawing from this month's presidential elections, the first multi-party polls since 1986. They said they were pulling out because of fraud and concerns about security. They have yet to decide whether to boycott the parliamentary elections. James Copnell has this report from Khartoum. Nine presidential nominees met and agreed to release a statement that a majority of them have decided to boycott the presidential election. They said the polls had no chance of being free and fair. The former Southern rebels, the SPLM, withdrew their candidate, Yasser Arman, on Wednesday. That means that of the major opposition parties, only the Popular Congress Party will run a candidate against President Omar el-Bashir. The opposition leader's decision is a major blow to the credibility of the presidential election. A former United Nations envoy to Afghanistan, Peter Galbraith, has described as incredible accusations made by President Hamid Karzai that foreign election observers were responsible for fraud in last year's presidential contest. The Afghan president singled out Mr. Galbraith and the head of the EU observer mission, General Philippe Mourinho, saying they had been involved in a plot to put their own puppet government in power. But Mr. Galbraith dismissed President Karzai's suggestion that the UN was involved in rigging the poll. It's obviously absurd that a handful of UN staffers could organize a fraud uh, in Afghanistan at all, much less one that involved a, a million, maybe a million and a half phony ballots. But he also made a really striking admission here. He admitted that there was widespread fraud and, and in effect admitted that he hadn't won the election. The Russian president, Dmitry Medvedev, has said anti-terror measures must be more severe and preventative. He was speaking during a visit to Dagestan in the North Caucasus a day after a double suicide bombing there. He and the Prime Minister, Vladimir Putin, have linked that attack to others which killed 39 people in Moscow on Monday. Here's Sarah Rainsford. These are more strong words from President Medvedev, another attempt to reassure Russians deeply shaken by Monday's suicide bomb attacks, to show that he and his ministers are in control and protecting them. Mr Medvedev has described the attacks in the two cities as links in the same chain, one that leads to an extremist Islamist insurgency in the North Caucasus. He's now pledged again that all militants will be found and punished. Britain has announced it's creating what will be the world's largest marine reserve around the Chagos Islands in the Indian Ocean. The original inhabitants of the islands were removed 40 years ago to make room for an American airbase. They're still fighting their deportation in the courts and say that as commercial fishing would be banned in the marine reserve, if they were ever to return, they'd be unable to make a living. BBC News. 
The president of the West African state of Guinea-Bissau says the situation is now calm after mutinous army officers detained the country's prime minister and military chief of staff. President Malam Bakaisanya held discussions with the dissident troops who said they didn't intend to replace him. He said there had been a misunderstanding but added that the prime minister Carlos Gomez Jr. was still being held. The Kenyan government says it'll support veterans of the anti-colonial struggle known as Mamao in a compensation claim against Britain. The veteran veterans want compensation for killings, castrations, forced labour and other abuses in the 1950s. The British government says that on independence, the Kenyan authorities inherited responsibility.